Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The LNG Canada project is a massive project being built on Canada's west coast to export LNG to Asia and abroad. Now, a big part of that project is the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline. And this pipeline, as you're well aware, has been the source of some controversy. Uh, Just recently, we've seen a push from Hollywood celebrities to again try to derail this project, led by Mark Ruffalo, but also involving Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Stiller, and others. Uh, They are putting pressure on RBC, the Royal Bank of Canada, to cut off, to defund the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline, which would be devastating, not just for this project, but for Canada's economy, and also in particular uh, for the economy of these First Nations communities uh, that have a vested interest in this project proceeding. They have signed on to this project, stand to benefit from this project, even now the possibility of some Indigenous ownership. Well, our next guest suggests that these uh, Hollywood celebrities are guilty of eco-colonialism. She writes this week in the National Post that this approach is only going to serve to keep First Nations impoverished. Joining us on the line is Melissa Embarkey, policy analyst and outreach coordinator for the Indigenous Policy Program at the McDonald Laurier Institute. You can find her piece from this week at nationalpost.com. Melissa, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me today. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen this from from a Hollywood celebrity activist, probably not the last time. Uh, but your thoughts on what you've heard so far, I guess Mark Ruffalo is sort of the face of this campaign. It's very disappointing, especially for the First Nations communities that want this project to go through. So what they're doing is they're amplifying a minority that oppose the project. And these are the same people who weren't part of, you know, any of the environmental assessments. You know, they chose not to be part of their community. And they're basically just standing on the outside wanting to squash any sort of economic development that goes into their community. And I think if, you know, a celebrity like Mark is going to make such assertions, he should, you know, talk to the community members and their elected leaders and get the whole picture before, you know, going on a campaign against the banks or against the company, because that's really unfair to those communities. Right. And look, the environmental arguments are are sort of separate, and we can touch on those, because this letter from these celebrities accuses RBC of bankrolling the climate crisis, which seems like uh, a real exaggeration. But they also say violating the rights of indigenous peoples. And that's a serious allegation to level. It's worth noting, I'm not sure if these celebrities are aware, but earlier this month, just recently, TC Energy signed equity agreements with 16 First Nations in B.C. around the coastal gas link pipeline project. So if we're talking about the impact on indigenous communities, that, that seems pretty relevant, doesn't it? That's very relevant. I mean, projects like this are going to, you know, drastically impact them for the coming decades. You know, it's going to allow them to invest in their own infrastructure. You know, I make it, you know, very well known that a lot of communities don't have clean drinking water, you know, lack of teachers, lack of everything on reserves. And this could very well change that landscape for them and it will allow these communities to make investments into their own uh, infrastructure. So 
to say that it's infringing on our rights is absolutely wrong because what he's doing is actually preventing us from being able to be self-sufficient. Which brings us to this term eco-colonialism, which, which is interesting in this context. How, how, would, how would you define or describe that? It's one of those things where environmental groups come into our communities and they actually prevent uh, any kind of prosperity. Because even after this pipeline, um, you know, after this issue has resolved, like it's going to eventually resolve somehow. Either it goes through or it doesn't. If it doesn't go through, these communities are going to continue to be in poverty. And it's actually preventing us from moving forward. And it goes against what reconciliation is. Because if we cannot look after ourselves, and it's going to, pre- and you know, in, in campaigns like this, prevent future investment, it, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to want to come to our communities and, and want to invest in another type of project. So it's actually long-term preventing us for, and continuing to keep us in poverty, which is what this is. That's what eco-colonialism is. They're using a one, one small part of our culture to keep us in poverty. Now, I know that there were those who would say, look, these Hollywood celebrities, they should stay out of politics, they should shut up and worry about making movies. I mean, at some level, I, I guess if someone has a platform and they want to use it to address important issues, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but I would hope that they would be informed in doing so. What would your message be then to Mark Ruffalo or Leonardo DiCaprio? What, what do they need to know? What would you say to them? There are numerous issues going on on reserves. And if you look at, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they just invested money in a clean water program. It's issues like this that they should be addressing. Housing is another one that's going to be, you know, on our crisis list pretty shortly. You know, children being out of school due to the pandemic, that's going to be another issue that we're going to address. So if you're going to pick an issue from our community, look at housing, look at the water, look at, you know, our schooling system and determine if you should be investing money in this type of campaign or if you want to invest in anti-resource development and keep us in poverty. So they have a choice. And I just don't think they're informed of what's really going on in Canada. And I would challenge them to really investigate what our issues are and help us from there. You know, don't hinder us from prosperity. I mean, how do you think that this is getting on their radar? Is this just them a case of, you know, they, they read on, you know, read a story on some news website and decide that they're going to get involved? Are they being fed misinformation by, by other groups? What do you see as, as the, you know, the, kind of the, the genesis of this campaign? It's definitely, it has a lot to do with misinformation, and I've seen a lot of it even happen in my own community. You know, people pick up on the current stories, on the stories that are the loudest and those stories that are in mainstream media, and they run with it, you know, not knowing what their situation is. So I think from an Indigenous perspective, what we've done is we've pulled ourselves back from really high-profile issues and we've just kind of pieced it out, like, what, what is really going on here? You know, is it really 
Yeah. Is it really a case of Indigenous rights? Is it a case of, you know, bad leadership sometimes? You know, so we look at all of the different causes before we actually form an opinion about what's happening in another community. And that is how we kind of weed out the misinformation that's out there. Yeah, and even the, the you know the information around you know climate change and the impact of these projects. Obviously, this has been a very thoroughly reviewed project here in Canada. Um, but you know the idea that that LNG from Canada can displace coal in in some parts of Asia. I mean, there's definitely an environmental upside to projects like this. To say nothing of the geopolitical implications of you know Canada being able to maybe displace energy from from countries like Russia. That that really seems to be uh, missing here. I think from from this conversation that these uh, stars are trying to advance. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of these First Nations have signed on to it, because it is going to make an environmental impact worldwide. You know, if countries, Asian countries, stop using coal as a way to, you know, as a way, as the use of energy, yeah. that would displace, you know, so much emissions. Um, Alberta did the same thing not long ago. You know, we phased out coal and now and natural right. gas is the main source of our energy. So initiatives like this, you know, on a global scale should really be, it has to be in this equation. You know, and Indigenous people are looking at other technologies as well, like carbon capture, uh, geothermal. You know, what can we do techno- like with technology to reduce emissions? There are options out there, but what we're actually doing is we're excluding industry from these conversations when we shouldn't be. Yeah, and I mean, if we look back to, you know, the protests that occurred just over two years ago, and maybe even Canadians are, are missing out on a lot of these important pieces of the conversation, because otherwise, this this feels to me like this is a story that we would celebrate as Canadians. You know, this has tremendous economic benefits, and when it comes to, uh, you know, the consent of, of First Nations, we're doing it the right way, we're partnering with communities, now we've got ownership stake. Like, you know, this, this is a good news story, but it just feels like there's a lot of controversy and negativity that's that's there that shouldn't be there definitely is i mean i think if you look at the larger picture and the impact of lng you know you there are far more benefits than there are um cons in this story and i think if we take away the you know the conflict within the community and we actually listen to the community and their leaders we will know why, you know, they signed on to these agreements and, and we'll know why they wanted to bring this to their people because it's a it's a really good initiative. And I don't think there are, you know, we're not really getting that out into the media. And that's one of the things that I wanted to do was just to highlight some of the successes of what's really happening and maybe debunk some of the misinformation that's out there as well. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.